Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. They specialize in both photography and videography. So no matter if you are in need of a photo for a special event, you need headshots, you are doing a competition, or if you're doing a wedding and you need a videographer, they are the team to get the job done. Our special guest this week is Lauren Weeks. She is a former MRS International 2018. What an incredible person to speak with. You are going to be so in for a treat. She is so inspiring. She talks about her experience of competing as a, as a young person wanting to, to sing and then getting into pageantry and then taking a 10-year gap and going on this short but exciting roller coaster to becoming a national title holder. And all of the experiences and, uh, and all of the benefits of competing in the international system is incredible. So stay tuned and look forward to this great interview. And welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on, on the show, Lauren. And I really appreciate you um, giving me a little bit of your time during uh, during uh, everyone's homestay for uh, <laughs> for the short. How how are you doing during this period? Um, you know what, we're doing pretty well. Uh, not much has changed for us. My husband typically works from home a lot of the time. So we've just been kind of doing a normal life, except for the fact that we don't really leave to go to the store, or, you know, really anything. We're really trying to limit as much as possible. And where are you currently? Are you in California? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in Southern California. Um, are, you, are you a very um, cautious person? Are you... Are you really scared to to leave because I'm I don't want to leave my house at all during this time you know I am not I don't I'm not a super um I mean yes I live my life cautiously of course but I haven't been scared to leave it's just mainly um out of respect for other people's fears I I just try to you know respect the fact that some people do have you know underlying health issues and um if we can limit you know, because it's very possible that I've had it. I have been sick over the past couple months with things that I thought were not that big of a deal, you know, a cough here or something. And, you know, it's coming out now that people are saying like, oh yeah, I had it. And I didn't even realize I had it. So for that reason, I think like it's possible I have it. So I want to limit my exposure for other people who have underlying health issues or people that, you know, may be more susceptible to it. Are you having those classic symptoms like the cold night night chills and kind of yeah i had um i had something in february that was really similar and obviously we have no way of knowing at this point if it was or wasn't but looking back i think when i hear people talk about their symptoms they're having i think that was very close to what i had um it just didn't last as long as some of the people that are obviously having to go to the icu and it didn't get to that extent so you know it could have just been the flu it could have been a cold we don't really know at this point but you know, better safe than sorry in every way possible. But I do believe that for the majority of Americans, um, 
they're going to get through it. And we really want to build that herd immunity in order to protect people in the future. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I'm so thankful that you were able to recover and your family didn't get sick either. So, and yeah. I, I hope you're, you're doing much better. So, yeah, I am. Thank you. Well, I want to bring you on because it's not every day that I get to talk to a national title holder and, mm-hmm. um, and especially someone, um, with the, I always, I always say MRS. Um, I, I always get messed up by saying, um, uh, miss, Mrs. So, mm-hmm. so exactly. uh, some, there's something with my brain that doesn't, um, so MRS is how I say it, but cause I think the MRS title is, um, such a unique and more prestigious title. Um, you know, having a Ms. title, um, your life is so, sh- you know, you, 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 you could be really young, but as an MRS title holder, there's a such a wide variety of people that you compete against. And, mm-hmm. and it's such a uh, unique, um, uh, talent pool that you have to compete against. So right. I usually get to really, um, talk to a, a wide variety of young ladies that have such a large amount of, of just knowledge and just, it's like going on a cruise ship and getting to sit with the people at the table that have been on 50 cruises and there's so much things you can learn, you know, exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's how I equate the, uh, you know, you, you can learn a little bit with the Miz, but you can learn so much from someone who's been married and, and has gone through all of that. And then, it, yeah. and then also compete in a title. So yeah. Now, how did, how did you originally get into pageantry or did you not necessarily start in the pageantry? Did, did you do sports as a young person and then do something else? So how did this journey start? So I actually was pretty sporty. I started playing soccer when I was five years old and then played uh, for 13 years. And it was a huge part of my life. But the biggest part of my life was singing. I love to sing. And when I was um, early high school age, I think a freshman, uh, my mom had met a lady who was a makeup artist and she had kind of been involved in pageants and she had told my mom, you know, you should really get Lauren involved in pageants because they have a talent portion, a lot of them, and she can have an opportunity to sing on stage and perform and be judged and give her another place to sing. So that was how I started. My first pageant was with Hawaiian Tropics. Oh, that's and, cool. Um, it was, yeah, it was super fun. I got to do... Uh, I believe it was their like national competition in Anaheim and you enter it in categories. So there's talent category and then there was, um, evening gown category. There was like a, I think like a fun fashion-y type of category. And there was also a bathing suit category. So I entered all of them. Are you a, are you a naturally trained singer? No, no, not at all. It was just, you know, starting out at age two, I was singing Disney songs okay. and my just, aunt had heard and, and said, you know, she told my mom, you know, you should really get her in voice lessons. I think she has a pretty good voice. So I started voice lessons relatively young. I had a teacher that didn't take students under 16, but she ended up, um, sorry, I had my alarm. Um, she ended okay. up taking me at an, at an earlier age. So I think I was about eight or nine, Um, and you know, it was just something I love to do. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it as a career, but when you love something and it's, it's a hobby and it can be used in so many ways, I just, I did it all the time. It's something that you can just take with you your entire life. So, 
Exactly, exactly. So this, you know, this Hawaiian Tropic pageant was super fun and I got to enter the talent competition and it was my very first experience in a competitive um, area where I had, like, I remember this girl literally sitting next to me and like purposely, I think, trying to psych me out. And it like blew my mind. I remember I walked over to my mom and I was like, I have no chance. This girl just told me that she has sung with Justin Timberlake. Like, how okay. do I see a chance? You okay. Know? Like, and what, how, like, how old is this? Like, how, I was a freshman. Okay. Freshman. In high school. Thought, and so yeah. you're like 13, 14? Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. I think, you know, I think that's it was a little, before and that's I turned a little, 14. That's a little braskadoty. It was pretty like, interesting. Like, um, I've already sung with um, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, and, and like at the time I knew, I was like, oh, she's trying to psych me out. Like this isn't just like, you know, but whatever the case, it I was know. my first that's so, experience But it's so it. cute. But like <laughs> clearly she didn't because like – you're like, I know, I'm still going to win. Ha ha. Well, it was just, we just did different things. She did kind of a country, um, gotcha. she did like a country thing. And I was doing a Linda Etter song. I did big time. So it was very uh, like show toony. And, yeah. and so we just had different avenues. So it, it really comes down to what the judges like. Oh yeah. You know, absolutely. there were other people doing other things and I was lucky enough to win the talent competition. And it felt so good to mainly for me just to o- overcome that anxiety I had from her kind of like it was, I had competed in soccer games and had that competition, but this was different. This was like, no, it's not, we win this game. We lose the next one. It's like, they're judging us based on our performance. This, this three minutes we have, it was just a really interesting experience but then it kind of hooks you because you're like i overcame that fear i want to do it again what's next how can i push myself further and so it kind of got me into pageants it's that natural drug that you know that high like oh i just did well i want to do it again right i want to do it again right right and not as much for like the win it was more that i I remember feeling proud that I just went up there and did my best despite feeling ill-prepared for what I was about to go into. I mean, it seemed like everyone else there had competed before, knew each other, and here I am, this newbie that nobody really knew. And and I, I remember feeling like I wasn't like, what am I doing here? But then to still get up on stage and perform and then to win was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I did that. And that was what truly became like the addicting part is just feeling like, okay, what's next? What can I overcome and how can I better myself? And um, that was the thing that was so wonderful about pageants as, you know, a high schooler is it really taught me great interview skills. And I know that a lot of people say that, but I truly, truly believe that if you if you want to be like successful in an interview, do pageants because it is the scariest. It puts you in the scariest position possible to interview in front of five judges, just throwing questions at you. And you have to learn to field those questions and stay, you know, calm under pressure. So um, all, all around just was a really good experience for me. So I did, I wasn't like all into pageants every year. I would do one and then I took a few years off And then um, it wasn't until my senior year of college that I won Miss San Diego. And that was with the America system. And I got to go compete up at Miss California. And it was a a great experience. You know, we all go to Fresno. and Was it um, exciting to to represent such a big city in California? Yeah. 
Is that it really was because you know when you're there and you're competing against some places that you know, obviously to everyone, their, their home city and is the best in their County. But for me representing San Diego, it was really fun because everybody knew San Diego and girls that lived, you know, in Northern California would ask me like, what's it like living in San Diego? So that was really fun, um, to just be representing San Diego. I, I would totally imagine that living in a, a, a large state like yourself, having like a big, like a big state title like San Diego, San Francisco, Los Angeles mm-hmm. would be mm-hmm. so fabulous because it's like having a national, it's like having a state title because right. the communities are so big um, right. and you represent so many people. So, mm-hmm. because. But it also comes with that pressure yes, that, right. you know, it's kind of interesting to be like somewhere that people don't know. No one's really you feel like you're less under a microscope. So you kind of have the positives and the negatives with it. I think like everybody knew San Diego, but everybody knew San Diego. So it was kind of, you know, a little bit of good with bad, but it was a great experience. Um, I did not make the top, I think it was a top 15 or a top 20. Um, I didn't make it, but I walked away feeling proud and knowing that, you know, it was my first time up there. I really was kind of clueless looking back like I didn't really know I didn't like now you know the pageant shoes that girls wear in bathing suit I had no clue I had on these terrible no, no tippy tops no tip no. yeah exactly I had no clue what tippy tops were I didn't I didn't know so I walked away and several people wanted me to compete again and um you know try that second time and thought that I could be successful. But the reality was, is I had a boyfriend who I loved and felt like we were probably getting engaged soon and married. And I just thought, no, like I did it. I want to get married. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want pageants to run my life. I want my life to run my life. And if pageants fit in great. And if they don't, then they don't. So I pretty much stepped down and didn't do anything else after that. And it was a whole 10 years before I decided to enter a Mrs. Pageant. Now, what was the first Mrs. one that you finally did? So I, well, I got involved in like a local city um, pageant just as a director, kind of on the board, helping the girls with their interview skills. And it kind of made me want to do it again. But I just thought, no, I don't know. I don't even know where to begin. those Those itches? that they some people say they get I sometimes I get it when I want to play baseball or or watch a movie I get those itches is that yeah it was really an itch but I didn't know what to do or, or how to handle it so I just didn't do anything then it turns out that one of our judges that year for the competition was the director for the Mrs. Greater San Diego pageant so she does Miss Greater San Diego Miss Teen um greater San Diego and they all lead to the USA system, but her Mrs. Pageant, um, she also did. And she saw me and she's like, you're married. You should do my Mrs. Pageant. And I thought, that's so funny. I've been thinking about doing a Mrs. Pageant. So I ended up, you know, thinking about it for about six months. And then, um, I'm the type of person I don't like the pressure. So I literally told my mom and my sister, I didn't even tell my husband, I signed up and I just went down and competed for it. It was a, it was a one-day event. Um, I told my wow. husband I was just going to be in San Diego for the day with okay. my mom and sister. <laughs> okay. And I came home that night with a crown and a sash. So he was well, like, uh, well, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So d- d- just uh, just for f- I would I, I say for fun or shits and giggles just went down. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. He just pulled well, out. It your, really was. Did I, you just I pull just the dress and everything out of your wardrobe? Well, so I you know I had helped with my that local pageant. Well, the girl that had won that year, I fell in love with her dress, and I asked her if I could borrow her dress. Okay. And cool. she said yes. And then everything else I had. Um, and so I just kind of thought, you know what? I was Miss San Diego the year that I met my husband. And how fun would that be 10 years later to go back and compete for Mrs. Greater San Diego and surprise him with that title, you know? Now, is he, um, a, is he a pageant um, husband? Does he, does he like that or did he look at you funny? He, no, he's like, a, I think he's just the perfect mix. Like he's not okay. so into it that he's telling me like, don't wear that. Oh, that looks like <laughs> he doesn't care, but he also isn't uninvolved. Like when he's there, he's there and he Good. supports me, but he's also not like, please do another pageant. Please do another. No, he's, he's like, you're, you're good, right? You're done. <laughs> so, um, that was pretty fun coming home and surprising him. And he was obviously thrilled, but then I was like, Oh, and by the way, I have to go compete for Mrs. California. <laughs> like what is this is, this is another thing. Um, so yeah, we, um, we got to go up to Bakersfield and compete for Mrs. California International. And um, it was such a wonderful experience. The directors, Megan and Ashley, we just like, they made you feel at home. And my husband loved the experience and we're, um, we're very strong in our faith. So the fact that they prayed with, with all of us before we ate, prayed before the competition, it just felt like it was the right um, place for me to be at the time. So um, I well, go that's what and I makes compete. that that's what makes that MRS pageant system so uh, more unique because um, it's so more family oriented and faith based um, in most cases. It really is. It really is. I think most of them that I've been involved with have had that aspect, and um, particularly with the international system, I mm-hmm. gotta say, I love how involved our husbands are. That they get to walk us and escort us on stage in our evening gown. It's like it's like your wedding day all over again, and it really kind of um, got me excited about the international system because I thought I love that he's on stage with me. This is not about me. It's, it's about not us. about me in a gown. It's about us as a couple, right. and um, so that was really fun. And then also the other big thing is if you win, they ask your husband to come on stage and crown you. So it's not you know not supposed to be your successor. It's just your husband who gets to put that crown on you. And I think that's such a sweet moment um, and really fun for the husbands because they, you know, they sacrifice a lot as we prepare for pageants. So it's really nice for them to have that moment to get to crown their wife on stage and feel like, okay, we did it, not she did it. Right. He's as much as, uh, he's as, much as Mr. International as, as you are, our MRS International. So Absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, I went and competed and was lucky enough to win Mrs. California International. So then, you know, I had to tell my husband. And this was the right, first, this was, this was the first time um, in 10 years, right? So yeah, you just, this was my first. So are you just like, are you, are you just like completely floored and flabbergasted that like, like, okay, you know, I was just, this was just for fun. And now I'm like, okay. 
I'm going to nationals now too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, it was for fun, but it was also that I knew how much I had grown as a person since I had competed at Miss California America. At the time, you know, you have a platform, but when when you're that young, it's real. Like I just didn't feel as involved in my platform. It was all about literacy, and I was do- doing a lot of tutoring, which I loved, but I wouldn't say I was passionate about it. Then fast forward, and I suddenly found that I was extremely passionate about helping children in foster care. I was involved with an organization called Together We Rise, which I had learned about because I worked at Disneyland, and Together We Rise brings children there every year to reunite them with their siblings and have like a Disneyland day. That's so, awesome. Um, you That's know, really just awesome. Over that 10 years, I had decided, you know, and gotten involved with an organization that I felt like, man, if people knew about this organization, it would really change the way that they feel that they can affect children in foster care. Because so many people want to help children in foster care, but think the only way to do that is to become a foster parent or adopt. And that's not the reality. With Together We Rise, there's a ton of ways that you can help and volunteer and donate your time without having to foster and adopt if you're not ready for that. So I really felt strongly like this is this is a platform that I am passionate about and want people to know about so much that it was kind of the driving force behind it. I mean, and a pageant is such a great way to to promote that topic and also get mm-hmm. in front of it senators and local assembly people that really can make a difference and and give grants and and find money that could really help that organization so i mean exactly it's amazing what a crown and sash will do to open doors that just walking in yourself or being a lobbyist would be such harder to do so yeah actually remind me later once we're kind of there to tell you about my experience in washington dc oh yeah absolutely yeah so so you you're you this is the first time you you competed for Miss California you you go to to now nationals do you is this the year that you win your national title or or did you or did you not well so kind of backtracking I ended up the first time I competed at Mrs. California um international I I believe I got second runner-up okay so kind of so how it worked was I got second runner-up and then that next time that Mrs. Greater San Diego pageant, I was supposed to give up my crown. And my director called me and said, she's like, you're not going to believe it, but I haven't had anybody sign up for the Mrs. portion. She's like, I haven't had that ever happen. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, like, what does that mean? Like, do I, do I not like, how am I giving up my crown if I don't give up my crown? And she was like, well, I can't guarantee it, but if nobody signs up, I would love to like sponsor you and take you back up to Mrs. California. I think that you can, I think you can bring home the crown this year. So that's um, a big, like, that's a big pat on the back because, yeah, because she's putting her money where her mouth is to help you as well as, um, putting her vote in you. So that takes Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, yeah, her name is Debbie Dodge and she's wonderful. She's well known in the San Diego area for pageants. And yeah, so it turns out that nobody entered and she paid for me to go back and compete. Um, I had to keep my same gown and my same pictures we had done the year before, but that was no problem because I loved them. And it was that year that I actually won. So from second runner up to winning. Um, but and what what do you think was the defining difference between finishing uh, second runner up to winning Miss California, Mrs. California? 
100%. Um, it was a head game. I walked in and I had known about two two women in advance. I knew that they had competed in a lot of Mrs. Pageants. I knew that they were polished and knew exactly what they were doing. And I remember like telling my husband, one of them is going to win. You know, like these two are the biggest, like they know what they're doing. They're so seasoned. Um, and here I am, like not even knowing how this pro- interview process works. So I really did kind of looking back, um, I feel like I gave it to them from the minute I met them. And sure enough, one of them won and the other got first runner up and I got second runner up. And that was, you know, how it, how it worked you out can that psych, year. You can psych yourself out so much, such a oh, mind, such a mind game. Your, mm-hmm. your, your brain is the strongest organ in your body. And, and if, if you allow your brain to tell you, you can't do it, then you can't do it. But if you can, if you can get over that, that, that brain telling you can't mm-hmm. do it. It's amazing what you can achieve. Absolutely. Um, but I had met such great friends that I, I was, I remember feeling bummed that it was over. I thought that was such a fun experience. Like these friendships that I made with the other contestants. Um, so when Debbie offered me to go back, I was like 100%. My husband was totally on board and said, you know, honestly, you'd be stupid to turn this down. She's offering you another chance and well that's you know, an awesome husband to, to be that you get to, get to be that positive and be like let's go win like shoot we were that close let's go back and let's let's go let's let's win I, right that's that's a right. keeper there you know that, that, that's a good exactly. partner you know that's a good batman yeah, to robin you know he was so that you know that was really what the kind of defining thing for me was just not believing in myself that first time and looking back now like as i mentioned i'm a big believer in my faith. And I know that it was God just shutting that door and saying, nope, not yet, not this year. Uh, this isn't your year to go compete at Mrs. International. It was the next year. Um, and I'm so thankful for that now because obviously it worked out well <laughs> for me. Of course. So, um, yeah, going so back what... that second time and it wasn't even a full year The the ori- original pageant had been in January and then they ended up bumping it to September of that same year. So I didn't even have to wait a year to compete. So I was ready. Like I felt like I just did this nine months ago. I know what I'm doing now. I got second runner-up last time. I know that I have a chance. So I just walked in with a confidence that, um, you know, I think I think just kind of shows through. I know other people after the fact had told me, like, wow, like, I knew it was going to be you. Like, you just had something about you. And obviously, I don't know what that is. I don't know how true that is. But I know that my confidence level was definitely up. You were just itching the win, basically. Like, I think yeah, so. Yeah. Is and there, I was ready. Is there a way that you can um, verbalize or describe, um, that to someone who's like on that bump and they're having a hard time getting over that, especially in the MRS. Cause I know a lot of my, um, clients that continue getting second place or first runner mm-hmm. up and they, you know, they're always, they're always the bridesmaid and not the, not the, mm-hmm. not the, um, the maid of, um, <laughs> the, the bride. Bride. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, you know, I did a lot of judging during my time as Mrs. California International and Mrs. International. I got to judge a lot of pageants. And there was always just something about the winner to me. Like she just walked in believing in herself 100%. And I think that that's where people get hung up um, is that, you know, it, it doesn't have to be the prettiest girl. It doesn't have to be the smartest girl. 
you know, I, I remember competing against lawyers and thinking, what the heck am I doing here? Like, I work at Disneyland in the entertainment department. How am I going to compete against this woman who's a lawyer? And that, that goes back to what you said earlier. With the Mrs. Pageant, I mean, we're competing against 21-year-olds. We're competing against 50-year-olds. And there's really a, a huge... Um, a, gap, you know, gap of what you can actually what you're competing with. So, I think that that makes it, as you said, definitely interesting. So, um, well, I, think- I don't think there. I don't think that there's something you're lacking. Just, just um, being a performer at Walt Disney World and competing against a lawyer. I mean, I mean, there are there are people that are lawyers very young and they might not be as experienced in the entertainment world. So I think that sure. there's values that are brought on both sides of the, of the, um, the aisle. So, and that's mm-hmm. what makes, that's what makes the marriage thing such a good component because having a partner who's equal to fill in the gaps that you have. And that's why I, I think the a married pageant is so, because you're, you're supposed to be a more well-rounded person because you have someone there to to help you get over those those harder uh, accomplishments. Yeah, and for most of us, we have children, right? Exactly. So we're just in a different area of our lives. And I loved competing as a Miss, but it was interesting because I had all the time in the world to do appearances and to work on my platform. But when you're married and you have children it's a, it's a balance and it's juggling and figuring out like you have to be able to do it all. And that's what I think makes it so special. How is it to represent such a large state that in most cases it would be representing like two or three States? Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you, how does that really work in a state like that? Because I, I haven't, haven't, Sorry, I haven't had the opportunity to talk to someone who represents such a large state like Texas or California. Mm -hmm. So how does that work for you? I loved it. You know, it felt a lot like representing San Diego. You know, obviously people people know who you are with California. And I think that at least the impression is that you competed against a good a good group of girls. And I, I feel like that's the case. You know, it's not always about the number of people competing, but I remember every single girl I competed against, I thought she could win. She could win. There was nobody I competed against at California that I thought couldn't be um, the winner or wouldn't do a great job as Mrs. California. So just the level of women that you're competing with, I think is just the bar is really high. So you kind of have to be prepared for that. But at the same time, it's just who the judges want on that particular day. Um, I don't think that there's anything special about me. I think it was just they were looking for someone like me that year. Um, Do you and- like the fact that you you were so much tested and and proven? Do you, do you, do you, do you like to go through that that high, such a high bar? Than going through a smaller state like Maryland that may have such a smaller group of delegates and they they don't really get tested to to they get to the actual national level. You know, I think that I think that you never know. I mean, time and time again, you've seen California, Texas, Florida not even make it in the top or not make the top five. So I think it's just every year 
it shouldn't be about the state. It really shouldn't. It's fun to represent California, but I know that if I lived in Oregon or Maryland or, you know, wherever that I would be, it would be a thrill to represent that state. Um, I've lived in California my whole life. So it was, it was a dream to finally be Mrs. California and represent it at a, you know, international level. So, but I also think that, you know, I became really good friends with Mrs. North Dakota. I ended up visiting her and staying with her and being at her pageant when she gave up her crown. And I feel like she had the same pride representing North Dakota as I did for California. And she, they, they ran a fantastic pageant. So I think that, you know, not to get too into the States, it was fun for me to represent California. Um, but that's just because I'm a California girl. I've lived here my whole life. Um, but I think that, you know, you, you find, I mean, actually Mrs. North Dakota got first runner up, um, when I won. So I don't think, you know, anyone would be like, oh, North Dakota, that's a pageant state, you know, like you would think of Texas, but she rocked it. I mean, she brought it and, and she was first runner up. So I think that it's really anyone's, anyone's win, you know, anybody can win. It's just the girls and who the judges are liking that year. Um, So that was my experience. And at international, we compete with Vietnam, we compete with Japan, Singapore, Australia, Ukraine. It was unbelievable. It was such a fun experience. Like you're, you're competing with women from all over the world and, you know, also women from different states. So it was a, it was a pretty spectacular week of events. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week. Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. Well, it sounds like it was so exciting for you. You talk with so much passion uh, and to be part of an organization for such a s- short time and then go on to win their their national title. Um, mm-hmm. Was that like a, a, a windstorm of like, you know, emotions like, wow, like, like I, I'm sure it sounds to me you expected that you could do it, but to win a national title is a – a very small percentage. Um, I think they say yeah. more people more people um, play in the Super Bowl that win than win national titles. So you're you're in such elite uh, category. So, well, I think that you know what really helped me to believe were my directors, as I mentioned, Ashley and Megan were my two directors, and then we also had Gasper. I don't know if you're familiar. His name's Gasper Cruz. He's a he's a you know, makeup artist, uh, gown designer, he designs earrings, but he was my sponsor. So he actually, I got to design my dress and he made it for me. Um, it was like a dream dress because you, you literally, I, I drew it up and then he perfected it and then just made it and it came to life. Um, so that was a huge blessing. So to have the three of them telling me I could win 
they've been involved in the international system for so long. I knew that they knew more about it than me. So for the whole, my whole year as Mrs. California, I did not believe I could win. I, my experience had always been, I don't win things the first time. I didn't win Mrs. California the first time. I didn't win Mrs. San Diego or Miss San Diego the first time when I was uh, in college. So it was always my experience that the second time I competed was my time. So in my head, I'm thinking, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to compete for Mrs. International, but I never win that first time. I'm going to probably want to go back and compete again. So it wasn't until I was flying to West Virginia that I just thought of everything they'd told me. And I thought, you know what? Why can't I win? I can win this. I've got to believe I can win because if I don't believe it, then the judges certainly aren't going to believe it. So that whole week I was there, I was cautiously optimistic, thinking I can win, but if I don't win, it's okay. And it doesn't mean that I didn't do a good job. It didn't mean that I didn't work my butt off as Mrs. California International. I did. I went to so many appearances. I did so many things because I knew that I had one shot as Mrs. California, and I wanted to make it count. It was a hard year for my family, you know, me being gone and traveling so much. But at the end of the day, I didn't want to look back and think, what if I had done more? What if I had put more effort in? What would have been different? So I really went in with that confidence knowing I know all these women are passionate about their platforms, but I, I really did do everything in my power to be prepared for that, for that pageant. I knew that if the judges asked me about my appearances, my platform work, um, you know, anything with the Go Red organization, which is um, who we're aligned with. The International Pageants has a national alliance with Go Red for Women. So I did a lot of events for them. I just really wanted to make sure that I fully understood what the job would entail. So that way they wouldn't say, well, how are you going to be Mrs. International if you can't even do this as Mrs. California? So. Well, I mean, it sounds like certain things were definitely in line for you to win even if you weren't believing it at the get get one being mm-hmm. ha, being able to have the the skills to draw up a a mock up of a dress that you think that would and then have someone take that and actually make it is really is really important to have something that fits you the way it's going to look on stage so mm-hmm. you know and then yeah, have and a team the, yeah i had um, my birthstone is pearl And I remember thinking, I've never seen pearls on a pageant dress. That's just not, it's rhinestones. So Mm -hmm. that was really important to me that my dress had pearls. And it it was that kind of little edge that I felt like, this dress is, is all mine. You know, like I created it and he added the pearls beautifully. And obviously there was bling, there was rhinestones, there was sparkle, but those pearls really made it very me. And pearls are so classy, you know, that, that, yeah. They are. But when I walked on stage, I remember just walking with my husband and feeling like this is, I don't even care if I win. This is so cool. We're on this stage together and I'm in this gown that I love. So it just, to me, that was just the tip of the iceberg. And I took my time and I just walked slowly on that stage because I wanted every minute. I just wanted it to last because I thought this is what we've worked for. This moment on stage together is, is why we're here. And another funny thing, um, my husband had always wanted to see me in a white dress. Um, he loves white on me. And yet when I was picking out my dress to compete for Mrs. California, the one I fell in love with was black. And he really liked this white one, but I went with the black one. So when I was designing this dress, 
I had told him that it wasn't white. He goes, you didn't do white? I'm like, no, we decided with a different color. And him not being a pageant husband, that's about as much as he knew. Um, so it was really fun because the moment that we are about to walk on stage, he's on one side of the stage and I'm on the other. And he saw me and I remember his face seeing me. I was so excited. I thought he's going to be so surprised that it's a white dress. So it was really fun. Like that was just our moment where he got to see me in a dress that, you know, he had wanted me to see, you know, he'd wanted me to to be in a white dress. So we kind of had that fun little moment that nobody knew about, but he was, you know, we're just kind of giggling. Did did his draw just hit the drawer, hit the floor? I I think so. I mean, he stayed composed because he's about to walk on stage, but it was, it was a pretty funny thing. He's like, you didn't tell me, but that's, I didn't tell him I was going to compete the first time. So I like to surprise him, keep him guessing and keep him on his toes. Hey, any good wife always keeps, keeps his husband, keeps her husband on, (laughs) on his, on his toes because you know, if you yeah. don't, then life is really boring if you just have mundane it. So it's good that you keep one as tough. Right. So right. yeah. So So you so you go with his idea. Um your team is mm-hmm. be- behind you. You you had mentioned the you had mentioned before the competition that you were having self doubt. So how did that yes. self doubt turn into termination that this is going to be the best experience, win or lose? So Explain that thought process. You know, I, I was on the plane flying there. It was a, it was like a red eye flight. And right before I had left, like an hour before, I was on my laptop shutting everything down. And at the time, I had never even heard of Lauren Daigle. I had never heard the song You Say. It popped up as like recommended for you. And I played it. Wow. And it just seemed like it fit perfectly with what I was about to go through. Like, you know, if you know the song, it's, it's, you know, someone feeling inadequate, Mm -hmm. someone feeling not good enough and God saying you're enough. So I, I downloaded the song and I listened to it on my plane ride there over and over. Um, and again, like the song was pretty, it's really well known now, but at the time it was pretty, I think it was brand new. But as much, as much as you're in, you're so faith-based, you have to believe that that was God telling you, you have to you have to yeah. believe in this and like you have to sing this because especially Just sending me a sign yeah that, you know he was there and it didn't mean you know it's not like oh you're gonna win it's just i'm here with you and it's gonna be okay win or lose this is gonna be a great experience just have fun and enjoy it so that's and they what say, i tried to do and they say god speaks out in a mysterious and ways that you don't expect and Mm-hmm. He, he asks for your help when when you you're not expecting or, or sends you help so right so clearly you know i mean that's how i would take it that he he was said I, I i need you i need your help i need you to to, to try this so, so right exactly so that was just a little sign from god and i think it kind of carried me through that whole week of of just remembering that um and then obviously it comes down to finals night they I was actually contestant number 30 of 60. So I was right in the middle of this group of 60 women. Um, So then on finals night, they narrowed it down to a top 16. Um, And I was the last name called (laughs) for the top 16. So that was the scariest moment ever because here you've worked so hard. You're representing um, you know, a state you love and they are down to the last spot in the top 16 and my name had not been called yet. And 
it was kind of flashbacks to when I was Miss San Diego competing for Miss California and not making that top 15. I thought, of course, I'm not going to make it. This, this, this is what happened last time. Uh, what did I, why did I think I had a chance? I remember feeling that way. And then they called my name for that last spot. And it was just like, I couldn't believe it. I remember hearing, you know, my family and everybody applauding and, and just being in disbelief. Like, I can't believe I actually made it to this top 16 with all of these amazing women. I've actually not had the opportunity to talk to someone that has won a national title and was called so late. So mm-hmm. what's that? What's that feel like? Like to have everyone like the, are you, are you getting really emotional or is your heart, you know, is your heart beating or are you like cool as a cool, you know, just completely chilled and like, like you're not phased by it at all. Oh no. My heart was beating fast. Every name that got called, I thought, Oh yeah, of course she deserves it. Yep. Yeah, her. And then when it gets down to that last spot, you're like, well, I'm standing here with a bunch of women that I think totally deserve this spot. So it was kind of a, just a, it could be anyone moment. Um, but I know that for my family, like my husband was sitting, you know, with his friends, um, his wife was also competing and neither of their wives have been called. And it's just like this, this horrible feeling. Cause you're thinking, even if one of our wives get called, they both won't make it at this point. So kind of a hard position for oh, the husbands absolutely. to be in because they're all sitting together. So awkward. Um, so awkward. But, Completely. you know, at the same time, the husbands are very, usually, you know, happy for each other. And um, it just kind of happens so fast. I mean, they're calling that top 16 really quickly. So I only had really a few seconds to understand that this is the last name being called. Oh, they didn't and do that they, draw it out thing where they, where I they mean, try I mean, to like play with you guys. <laughs> so our last candy. No, no, we had great MCs and they don't, you know, feel like they that. get to the point, but it was still, you know, it feels like an eternity, but really oh, it's yeah. a couple seconds. Um, and I just remember hearing my name and being like, Oh my gosh. But you don't have time because they're rushing you off stage because you have to go get in your um, change your outfit because we have on stage question, which is extremely hard in international system. By the way, they just—I swear—they just like ask people find the hardest questions in the world and let's ask these women. I mean, it was just. Um, well, do you like you know, the idea back... of being challenged like that, or or would you yes, not I mean, to be? Would you not I, feel to be? challenge like that in front on a stage like that oh it, it's terrifying but I mean I watch a lot of the news I find I feel like I'm well versed on things and I still feel like you just can't be prepared because you don't know what you're gonna get I would hear questions that I thought okay I know about that and then you just hear things that you know you can't really prepare for um my question was and I can't remember its entirety but um something about which um, government, you know, with all the budget issues we're having, which government department would you close to save money? Something like oh my that. God. I'm not wording it correctly, but it but was that's something a, along those lines. That's a horrible question. Like, just fire, just fire. What? Thinking, what? <laughs> how am I going to not offend? Like, oh, Department of Education, no, nope. Department of Agriculture, nope. Like, what do I say that's not going to completely offend a bunch of people? Um, that that, 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 so, that that's a that's I, I, I'm I'm flabbergasted that that was your question. Yeah, and I feel like that was still one maybe one of the easier ones maybe not, but 
I remember being completely blank in my head and feeling like I have no clue what I'm going to say. I have no clue what I'm going to say. And I opened my mouth and spoke and I did not know what I said. And I got off stage and I texted my sister and I was like, oh my gosh, I just blew it. I have no clue what I just said. I just some like words just came out mm -hmm. and she was like, no, I thought it was pretty good. I don't, I don't know why your heart. I'm like, what did I say? <laughs> and she, she was like, I, I don't know, but it was, it was pretty good. Everyone's everyone here is agreeing. It's pretty good. So I know now, like I believe wholeheartedly that God just spoke through me because I prayed about that on stage question. And I said, God, you know, that like my husband is a great speaker. He can, he can speak pretty eloquently in front of people. I get nervous. And even though it's things I know, I just don't know how to express it in an intelligent way. So I, re I feel like God just put the thoughts in my head. And what I ended up saying is that um, something along the lines that I wouldn't close one particular department. I would figure out where we're overspending and basically trim the fat off of every department. That way we don't have to shut anything down completely but we're also helping to fix the budget, something like that. So kind of That's you know, answer. answering it in a, yeah, but I didn't come up with that. I, I mean, that was not in my head at all. So I really believe that God was there with me and kind of just helped me through that moment because, I mean, I remember just freezing. Um, and so that was a pretty cool thing after the fact to actually watch mm -hmm. it and go, That's what I said. I had no memory of what I said. Um, obviously, nerves are a part of that, but. But I really think that, you know, God was with me and it was just my no. time and he helped me answer the question to the best of my ability. I'm with you on that. You know, they, like I said, I, I'm a Catholic and they teach us that, that under certain circumstances, God will speak through you. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I can't, I think that you're on the right path. I don't know other, what other way to describe it, especially if you have no recollection of it at all. I'm like, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So got through on stage question. Once I got through that in my head, still, I had blown it. So I just had like nothing. I just thought how fun now, like that our onstage question is 50% of our final score that night. So basically on stage question is 50%. Um, fitness is 25% and evening gown is 25%. So if you blow your question, 50%, you know, you're probably not going to win. Um, so I just had fun with fitness and did what I knew I should do and took my time and had enjoyed the moment um, and did the same for evening gown again, wearing a dress I loved and experiencing that. And then it comes down to every, all 60 of us are on stage. The top 16 are in the front and they don't, I mean, there's no narrowing it down. It goes from top 16 to they announce um, fourth runner-up, third runner-up, second runner-up, first runner-up, and winner. So you're, you know, after they announce fourth, third, second, first, you're still up there with quite a lot of women. It's not like it comes down to the two of you. Um, Do you, know, you like that? Hands. Do you like that, that, that larger field and narrow it down from everyone than being narrowed down to like five or three or two? You know, I... So I like both ways when I, when, you know, I've, I, when I won Miss San Diego, it was down to the two of us and it's a fun moment holding hands with the other person. But I have to say, having experienced it, I, I can't explain the feeling of them calling my name. It was like the biggest shock 
of my life. And I think it's less so when there's two of you because you know you have a 50-50 shot at that point. Like they may call your name and they may not. It's a 50-50 shot. But with so many of us and they'd only called, you know, four women, there was still, you know, 11 of us left. Wow. Um, wow. Um, that, you know, that's a, a lot of people. Number. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of you. So the odds of them calling your name are a lot slimmer than 50-50. So for that reason, I think I wouldn't trade it because the joy and the shock and the emotion that I felt was so raw and real because I really didn't, I mean, if I'm, if I'm honest, like there were uh, women that I thought had it in the bag that hadn't even been called for third, second. I mean, one of my closest friends at the competition was Texas and she hadn't been called. Um, and, and there were other women, like probably five that I thought the whole week were going to win and hadn't been called, um, yet. So they're all standing up there with me still. So when they did call my name, I just, it was an unbelievable, like I couldn't, couldn't believe it. Couldn't fathom it. Um, I think everybody in my family felt the same way. Um, but it was just the beginning of an amazing year. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at MAV. PP.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. To, I mean, to win that national title is, you know, never expecting, but having that title and, and, and spent that whole year being a national title holder, has that changed your, your life? Do you, do you feel you have more purpose or you have more opportunities because of that? I feel like yes to everything. Um, it was a dream come true. Um, an amazing year international, like particularly with Mrs. Pageants, I feel like the international pageant system, I mean, they really set you up for success. When I won, I had a meeting the next morning with like, you know, the entire staff, um, which was intimidating, but also really fun. And we get, um, a $10,000 wardrobe budget donated from competitive image. We get um, professional headshots paid for with clay span. We get a travel budget, which I don't think many other systems have, um, particularly with misses. Um, we get a PR person who books all of our appearances. All we have to do is tell her where we're going, um, what city and what state, and she books all of our stuff. Um, I mean, that's incredible. I, there was, like, there was so like, many, wow. I mean, I'm drawing a blank. One of them, um, the actual, the, um, the sponsor, Susie Boots, she's the, um, interview coach for them. She just writes you a check for a thousand dollars just for winning, which was more than I paid her for any kind of training. I think I did a couple sessions with her and she was wonderful, but, um, it was just, I'm like, you're, you're just sending me money. And she's like, yeah, it's part of your prize package. And I just couldn't believe it. Cause that was, you know, unheard of. And then also if you do your year and can, um, complete all your blogs and everything that you're supposed to do, 
they write you a check at the end of the year um, for doing your job. So, and that was another thing. Like, I don't think I'd ever competed in another pageant system where I actually got paid for doing the job. I mean, I, I um, sponsor the Maryland International Pageant, and oh. I, I recognize how incredible the state director is and how great – and uh, just what you're talking about, how they treat the national title holder is so incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you want to compete in the international system and, and have your – and have people represent it? I mean – to be treated that way is such a, a, a phenomenal way. And, and to also, like you said, you basically are getting re, at least recovered all the money that you spent on top of it. Oh, and perhaps, perhaps even making out on then also representing the entire country. Now they, you guys also do uh, a world is our world pageant too. Or no? No, that I mean that's it because it's that's international. It. Yeah, okay. it's Mrs. International. So we had you know sixty women from all over the world. Okay, so I I apologize. I only represent the Maryland the Maryland. So I've never been to to, to nationals or, or international. Well, so you they, should come. I, I, I should. Um, I um, I'm definitely going to consider coming this year. But so they actually compete at that. So you. You you were competing at oh so that's why it was all over so I was wondering when I was over sixty so you so mm-hmm. that oh wow so that's interesting that's a way way more unique so you're not as Miss California you weren't just competing you were so you're also competing with um what was the Australia. title uh, Miss Aust- Miss Australia Miss- MRS yes. Australia wow so that's yes that's so unique Australia, right Did you f- Mrs Ukraine Mrs Japan Mrs Vietnam Mrs wow. Singapore I mean they were. I mean, that was the really fun part. So we had, you know, a ton of states there, almost, you know, every big state and a lot of other states. But then you had countries there, women representing their country. Um, That's such a unique, like, I, that's something that should totally be more promoted because, like, yeah, because, I mean, myself as a a photography sponsor with the local state, I wasn't even aware of that. I mean, Mm -hmm. that, that's kind of, I mean, is, was that? weird to you first no on learning about it or because it sounds really cool but also like you know that's something i mean it just felt like i was playing with the big boys it was i know just like, i know right, is that like it's there no, here's yeah, the cards is, well but that's why i worked so hard as mrs california i mean in large part i just thought i want to i don't want to let down any of the women that i competed against for california i want them to all be proud of the, my year i want them to be proud of how i compete at mrs international and you know just give California a good name and let them know how hard we work. Um, and I know that everybody feels that way. I know that every woman I talk to does so much work where she comes from. And I did, that's part of why I love the international system is there's such a heavy emphasis on your platform. So, you know, when I would speak as Mrs. International, I wanted to let little girls know, like, it's not about looks. I mean, Yes, it's important how you look and how you present yourself, but really they're looking for a woman who has a passion for helping her community and for giving back. Um, and that is what they were really striving for. And, you know, it's funny that you bring up like, oh, they should promote that. I I love Mary Richardson. She is the um, she is the, the international bigwig. She is, you know, the director. And, um, and we've spoken and I said, Mary, why don't you advertise the prizes that your queens get? If you advertise this, you would have girls, you know, knocking down your door trying to compete for this title. Because, I mean, I have 
I have friends who, you know, have won other systems. Um, and they're all, you know, they're all great systems, but I don't, they have told me like my prize is nothing compared to what you got. I know for a fact, I know for a fact that some of the girls that I've, I've, uh, photographed and worked with, they don't even know about that. Like, Mm -hmm. so that's, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, there's, when I, when I talked to Mary about it, she said, and it, it blew me away. She said, I know, I know that if we advertised it, it would really draw people in, but I don't want to draw on the type of girls who are only in it for the prize money. I want women who have a heart for service and for giving back. So the prize shouldn't be the main focus. And I thought she is so right. You know, like she is absolutely right. And I admire her for that because it's not about, you know, bringing in the most people. It's about having the right women there. And that's why we had such an amazing week. Like we all got along. There was no drama. It was just such a fun experience. And it's because all of the women were that were there, they weren't there to win the prize money. They weren't where, there for the, the, you know, travel budget and the clothing budget. It was more about wanting to give back and promote their platform. So I really see where she's coming from. I mean, I asked her, I said, you know, I ended up taking my family um, on a cruise with some of my prize money that I won after my year. And I asked, I said, Hey, is it okay if I post a picture and say that I'm, I'm doing, I'm taking my family with my prize money. And they were like, absolutely. You know, no problem. If you want to promote that, that's fine. But that's not going to be their goal is to say, Oh, look, you win this prize and this prize and you win this. I mean, and I was blown away. I couldn't believe how much they spoiled me, even as Mrs. California international, they just like randomly would send me boxes like um, Park Lane, like halfway through my year, sent me this huge box of jewelry. And they're like, yep, we're sponsoring you. Here's a big box of jewelry. And I was like, are you kidding me? And then they sent me these candles and bags. And just throughout my year, it was just like such an amazing experience. But I mean, that I just think sounds it's so wonderful that it sounds they so... don't promote it that yeah, way. It's it... not like. But it also sounds so incredible that they take care of you so well, because I know for mm-hmm. a fact I have friends that have won USA in America um, and they're supposed to be like the biggest and best thing they're mm-hmm. on national and they don't get that treatment. They don't even, mm-hmm. they get so much scrutiny and, and they get held to such a high stand and, and they don't get, they don't get treated the yeah. way there's nothing close. No. Right. And I think tr- truly like within the system, like I actually got to judge uh, the miss, Miss Teen and Mrs. Illinois pageant for international. And when I arrived at the airport, they had like this like luxury car pick me up and take me to the hotel and set me up in this nice room and I had gifts in the room when I got there. And then the, the car took me back to the airport. I mean, it was like VIP service. And I'm thinking, I don't deserve this. Like, I, I like, are you kidding me? And then my other highlight of my year is I got to go to Japan, um, as Mrs. International, and um, the whole Mrs. Japan International team, I mean, they, it was unbelievable. I actually aligned my trip with a business trip that my dad had in Japan so we could kind of go together and um, also just made my husband feel a little safer about me traveling, mm-hmm. you know, to another country, the fact that my dad was there. So um, they just held these beautiful luncheons and had these amazing experiences set up for both me and my father. And we just, he was literally like, I'm talking to these girls and they, they're so happy you're here. They can't believe it. And and we were just blown away at the way that we were treated. 
Um, they had a kimono company like sponsor me and like did me all up in a full blown kimono. They had my hair done and then they paid for a professional photographer to follow me around in my appearances and get photos of all of us. And those are some of my most cherished memories from my years to have these professional photos walking through the streets of Japan in a kimono, like unbelievable. Um, And I just owe it all to the international system because I've not seen anything like it. Um, And truly, I just feel so blessed. Like like I said, going back to um, me not winning California that first year, it was not my year. And I'm so glad because, you know, that next year was my year and God knew that. And that's why he had me such an, he gave me such an amazing experience that I wanted to go back to California, but I didn't win, you know, because that wasn't my time. Um, and, um, the other thing I wanted to touch on that I said I would go back to is I got to go to Washington DC as Mrs. International, um, and, you know, go around and meet people. But one of the more significant, um, ones I had was with my very own congressman and I walked in and we're waiting and and he was like I'm so sorry I just got called into a a meeting I only have like two minutes go um and so I had two minutes to tell him about like why I was there and talking about foster care and adoption and he ended up taking a lot more time and he was like you know what people don't know this but I was adopted from Mexico and I love what you're doing and I want to help. Um, how can I help you? And I, so I listed the ways he can help that they can get involved. And literally when I got back, I had emails from his office, like ready to go, ready to help me. And it was amazing. Like that crown and sash really opened up that door for me to talk to him. And in two minutes I was able to make an impact. And I was there with another girl who would, um, she goes up every year and helps, um, lobby for another organization and she does pageants as well and she was like you know what we always say what doors open when you wear a crown and sash like we always say that right that's what we all say but she's like I have never actually seen an action but I have never been treated the way that we were treated with your crown and sash like people are just interested to hear what you have to say um right or wrong that's that was my experience and I just there must think be that some that's kind a of, really cool thing. There must be some kind of like aura that really that shapes you and like help to put you in the right direction. So and it sounds yeah. like everything it sounds like your year was absolutely the best year you could even have ever have being mm-hmm. a national uh a national or a world title holder. So yeah, um, it was, and I mean, you totally I wouldn't t- trade it for anything. But I am happy to be, you know, just home now with the family and um, <laughs> not traveling every single, you know, week and giving my family kind of a break and really getting to enjoy that family time. But I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I still have a great relationship with Mary Richardson. You know, she texts me frequently just to check in on us, and that's the other thing I love is that once you're an international queen, you're always family. And she will, you know, she texts me just to let me know she's thinking of me and praying for our family. And that's really special because I I didn't expect that. I know that she has new queens this year. She doesn't have to stay in touch with me, but she really puts in the effort to do so. And that means so much to me. And that's why I'm such a fan of, of the international pageant system, because I've experienced it. I've witnessed it. I've gone through it. And I think the main takeaway is that if you work hard and do your job, they will work extremely hard for you and be so good to you. 
So, you know, if you walk in and decide you're just going to not do anything, I don't think that's going to bode well for you. But if you put in the work and you follow through with, with your obligations, it'll be the best year of your life. I mean, clearly they should hire you to be their salesperson because, <laughs> because you, you speak so eloquently and you speak so, um, dominantly, you know, this, this is such an incredible organization. This is why, and this is why, I mean, this mm -hmm. is clearly why the, the, they picked you. So, I mean, they, they, the, the judges made such a great decision to have you represent their organization. So. Well, thank you. I think that any of us could have done it that year, but I am really glad that, that it was me that they chose. So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of me in a nutshell. Yeah. So thank you so much for, no, I really appreciate it. If there's nothing else that, um, you want to tell our, our great listeners, then, uh, I wish you, um, safe journey and I hope you stay safe. And, and if anything new happens on horizons, um, if you're ever on the East coast, we'd love to work with you in the photography studio. So, um, oh, good luck, you. good luck to you. And we wish you, um, safe journey. Well, thank you so much. And I look forward to speaking with you again. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the show. Wow. I am so, um, impressed and so, um, thankful to have such an incredible national title holder on my show and for you to tell all of your experiences. Um, it just shows that with determination and hard work, you can achieve your goals. Um, and it just also shows that you don't have to be doing this for your entire life. You can put family first and take 10 years off and you can still come back and win a national title. And that's so impressive and it just shows it can be done. And uh, kudos for you for all your hard work. And thank you for your, your time. For all my listeners, thank you so much for subscribing to our show, both on YouTube and on iTunes. We really do appreciate your feedback. Thanks for giving us a thumbs up and a thumbs down. And just giving us our feedback, thumbs up or thumbs down. We appreciate either way. Feedback is the most important thing. Don't forget, we also have a movie review show with my co-host, Ivan Carlos, called The Movie Breakdown. So please let us know what movies you would like us to review, and we will do that. And as always, please stay tuned.